Life Happens Weekdays 1 to 3 p.m. With you until 3 p.m., of course, uh, today you're still uh, with us here on SFM, leading the conversation now with Lloyd Babedi, who is founder of Parks Foundation and Disability Activist. We're talking why having a disability should not stop you from being an entrepreneur. Call us on 891 Are you living with a disability, wanting to start your own business? Are you in the space of a business? Are you an entrepreneur and living with a, a disability? Tell us, you know, your challenges and, and uh, how you started things off for yourself as well and your success stories you can sms us on 41391 as well and uh, whatsapp us on uh, 061 let me give you this uh, 061 uh, 4104107 okay welcoming now put lloyd how are you dj i'm good thanks for yourself <laughs> how are you feeling i'm afternoon? good pumped up pumped up yeah Okay, so we're talking about, I mean, this is quite a serious issue. Entrepreneurship is generally. And then when we talk of living with disabilities and the challenges that brings, now bringing the two together in terms of how do you become an entrepreneur when you're living uh, with a disability? Where should it start for you? Um, well, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put it personally for me. Yeah. Um, having, I don't just have the foundation. I also have a private company where I do events, I DJ, and I've got a clothing range. Nice. I do printing as well. And I've got a different company as well, which is a waste management company as well. Mm-hmm. So it all started with uh, the DJing. It started as a hobby. And, you know, doing research and, and talking to people, that's where I learned that you can actually turn your hobby into a business and make money out of it. Mm. And there's actually institutions out there uh, that do incubation. They teach you about how to run a business, how to ensure that it makes a profit. And with me, I was lucky enough to be taken into one of those institutions and become a a success story for one of those institutions where they taught me on how to actually manage my money Mm -hmm. and that I should not rush things because what happens is that when people go into business, you're expecting that I should be making money. Um, I need to be a millionaire. I need to be making hundreds and hundreds of thousands of rands. But in actual fact, the first three to four years of your business, you're still broke. The money is not yours. Um, The money goes towards growing your business. And when it comes to people with disabilities, because we have mobile issues in terms of using wheelchairs, using crutches, we automatically get demotivated in thinking that how am I going to be able to mobilize properly to knock on doors, to speak to people, to see on where can I get the relevant assistance. But the one thing that we don't know, irregardless that we have a disability, we actually have first preference in everything, not just when it comes to formal employment, Mm. but even when it comes to funding. And when companies do funding, they always look first at companies that are owned by people with disabilities. Mm -hmm. And also when it comes to them giving out business or giving out tenders, they look for companies that are owned by people with disabilities first before they go to the gender-based issues, uh, race, uh, female, male, and that. And youth, So, And youth. So 
as people with disabilities, we actually have a lot of opportunities. It's just a point of us being able to, to get out there, not being afraid to, to speak, and most importantly, not being afraid of the unknown. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the basics and the foundations of establishing a business uh, are the same across the board, whether you have a, are you living with a disability or not. I mean, you mentioned the fact that the first three years will be challenging, the, you know, funding issues around uh, starting one's business. They, they're similar, the basics and the foundations, but I guess it goes then further when the, the, the business is running and time has lapsed in terms of the opportunities that you speak of. How do people living with disabilities make sure that they do take the opportunities that are out there, but also they are not pawns, that they're not window dressing, they are not being taken advantage of and somebody just, you know, wanting to help or give them funding just to make themselves look good and, and not necessarily because of the passion for that particular business true um as hard as this is going to be to say mm. but as people with disabilities we need to use our disability to our advantage mm. um there are people out there that will give you funding just because they want to look good but you always need to look at it from a perspective of yes this person wants to look good but i needed that money they gave me that money to grow it's my about business. Them, it's about what I need. Yes. Yeah. So it's about how you're going to use what they gave you. They can give you resources out of feeling pity for you. And you can make those resources a success story for yourself. It's upon you on how you use what's given to you. And the most important thing that most people don't look into, registering on databases, it's it's very important. Databases, mm. procurement uh, offices, it's, it's very important. And working with other businesses as well. Because when I started, I didn't have any DJ equipment or any events equipment. Mm. But because I used to speak to people, I would be able to get business through my company and source out the equipment that would be needed until I got to a point where I had my own equipment. So it's always a point of networking and also being able to know exactly where you want your business to go. Because without a vision and a direction, you can have all the businesses and all the funding opportunities, but you won't use them correctly. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go back to the issue of mentorship and training and how that's important when it comes to entrepreneurship. You yourself got that. Yes. Is there enough space then in the space of, is there enough uh, opportunity in the space of mentorship and training for other people with uh, living with disabilities to be that to others who are also living with disabilities? Or, or you normally find that you know, people living with disabilities get assistance elsewhere? Most of the time, people with disabilities do get assistance elsewhere. And it's not to say that those with disabilities that have made it are being selfish or they don't want to um, share the knowledge. Mm. But it's mostly because of, as a person with a disability, you fight challenges each and every day. And when, let's say, you've got a business let's say you're, you're, you're doing events and there's somebody else who's able-bodied doing events, you always need to prove yourself that you're capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. So even though as a person with a disability you've made it, you still need to fight to show that you can do it. And that means less time for you to be able to teach other people. That is why I would always advise that uh, people with disabilities that are going into business, 
always look for organizations that do incubation, that do mentorship, if not, rather volunteer at companies that are in the same industry as you so that you can get the knowledge, you can get the understanding. Because by you volunteering the right people within that organization when they see you if they hear of other opportunities they'd be able to vouch for you and say we know this person with a disability and we know they are capable so if you don't uh, talk to people if you don't sacrifice the factors of volunteering and doing certain things for free to be able to move forward you won't be able to grow within the entrepreneurship industry Mm. What would be the benefit of somebody with a disability getting assistance from another with a disability as opposed to an able-bodied person? The I mean, besides the fact that you can relate to each other, we know there's also different types of uh, disabilities. So yes. yours might be mobility, mine might be sight or whatever, you know, for yes. example. Um, except for the factor of us understanding each other, um, looking at the other logistics like your PEE scoring, when two businesses with disabilities or, or well owned by people with disabilities partner or work together, the BEE scoring for those businesses actually increases as well. So which is a plus for both sides mm. compared to when it's a a person with a disability partnering with a person without a disability. Yes, the BE goes up, but not as much because the BE scoring, it also works towards improving unity within the different races, within the different gender groups, within the different disability groups as well. So the more unity there is, the better there is. Okay, we've got a call. Uh, from KZN. Dr. Is it Dr. Kika? Uh, afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for calling. Um, I've, I am a member of the KZN Provincial Legislature and uh, what is very interesting is that we do have a provincial standing committee. It's called the Committee on the Quality of Life. Mm-hmm. One of the aspects that the committee deals with is with people with disabilities. Uh, and I'm, I'm very, very glad to um, listening to this conversation, which has taken a different look at people with disabilities in the sense that uh, it is speaking about business rather than the usual topic of access. Mm. So I'm quite glad and thank you so much for for the very valid points that the, uh, that the guest is making. Uh, on a separate note uh, to, the, uh, to the anchor of the show, I think it's under yourself, uh, a, a quick correction, because there are sensitivities when it comes to disabilities. Okay. I think in terms of terminology, I would appreciate if you stopped referring to people living with disabilities, rather say people with disabilities. There's a very big difference between the two, and I just wanted to point that out. So we must not, we must, as a country, uh, get rid of the terminology of where we speak about people living with disabilities versus the correct terminology, which is for people with disabilities, just something technical, uh, but I think it causes great offence to yeah. people with Okay, well noted very much, and thanks for that, uh, Dr. So, Kika. Just also before you go, those yes. who are with uh, disabilities, how do they yes. get a hold of your program there, the KZN Provincial Legislature? Some contacts? Well, uh, I, I could leave my number with uh, with your producer, but uh, it's easy if anybody Googles the KZN Legislature. Uh, you know, you could contact us that way. Uh, we have a chairperson of that standing committee that meets regularly. Uh, we generally deal with uh, women, children, people with disabilities, 
and the youth and other vulnerable communities uh, such as widows and so on. Right, um, so then we'll so just Google the, that then. You can Google that, but I'm happy to leave my number if anybody wishes to contact me in that regard. Okay, then Tapelo will Thank take you. our producer will take your number there. And uh, anyone who wants to get in, ch- in touch with us, of course, you can SMS us 41391. We'll give you that number directly if you are in KZN, and you can also WhatsApp us. So let's get closing remarks now, uh, Lloyd. We've just got a minute uh, in terms of what you've done and everything. What's next for you? What's next for me is. Uh, drastic change uh, Mm -hmm. within business um, because what I've been doing is always ensuring that there is accessibility for people with disabilities. Mm -hmm. So now it's a drastic change looking at more of educational uh, qualifications, promoting entrepreneurship, promoting people with disabilities, having their own businesses as well showing that um, they are capable. So I will be linking people with disabilities with relevant incubation companies and institutions that will be able to accommodate their different disabilities as Mm -hmm. well. And I'll be just going around, giving motivations, talking to people, teaching them more, and ensuring that hopefully by 2025, we have more people with disabilities in business rather than informal employment. Awesome stuff. Thanks again for joining us. Thank Always a pleasure chatting me. to you. <laughs> You've become a friend of SAFM. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, Lloyd Babedi is founder of Parks Foundation and a disability activist who's also an entrepreneur. He's a DJ, he's got a clothing line, he's got a waste management uh, company. Do you have a social media handle quickly? Yes, it's Lloyd, L-L-O-Y-D, Bugs, B-A-R-K-Z-Z, Babedi, B-A-B-E-D-I. Okay, cool. Life Happens, weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. SAFM, 104 to 107, nationwide. So, uh, talking still about people with disabilities, but now focusing on children with disabilities. And uh, we want you to take part in the Nappy Fun Run. So, let's find out what that's all about. Danny Marais, who is Senior Manager of Programs and Governance at the National Council uh, and uh, for Persons with Disabilities, joins us now. And a very good afternoon to you, Danny. Good afternoon to you as well, and thank you for giving us this opportunity. Awesome. How are you feeling today? I'm very excited. It's only, well, a little bit less than a month away yeah. to the Nappy Run event, the, the 2nd of November. So this will be at the Johannesburg Zoo, and it, and also 2nd of November is National Children's Day. Tell us more. That's correct, yes. Um, we started this initiative about 11 years ago after we did research um, specifically in the rural areas uh, where there is a lot of daycare centers for children with multiple disabilities. And what was very clear to us was the lack of nappies um, because of the cost of nappies. Um, Some children were only using cloth nappies or maybe one nappy a day. And then we decided to embark on this campaign where you can make a difference by donating nappies to, to children with disabilities. And in the same time, from October right through November, we also do awareness campaigns on other issues pertaining to children with disabilities with the Nappy Run campaign. Okay, so what are those other campaigns? Other campaigns is we do awareness campaigns with regards to the rights of children with disabilities, um, the rights of the, 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 the mum and the dad and the family, and then also to do awareness with regards to 
disability equity training. Specifically in the schooling environment, I think it's very important to, to have that at a very young age installed um, in all children to know that children with disabilities are equal to children that's able-bodied. Definitely they are equal to children who are able-bodied. When it comes to their rights, therefore, uh, Dani, uh, is there a difference between children with disabilities and children who are able-bodied? I would say that the biggest difference is that children with disabilities are by far more vulnerable than able-bodied children. Um, We deal with so many cases of, of, of sexual violence, for example, that we are handling on a national basis, and then also the lack of, of access to education and, and, and health services is a major concern um, for us that we are dealing with um, from the national level. So for this particular event on 2nd of uh, November, which will be at the Johannesburg Zoo, who are you calling to come forward, uh, the 5-kilometer the fun run? It's a 5-kilometer kilo, uh, run, walk, stroll, whatever you would like to do. And we are asking the public to come and support us in any way and form. Um, we need your support. Like I've said, you can make a huge difference in the life of the family, not only that child and the community by, by, by participating in this campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, you can spend the whole day at the zoo afterwards and enjoy your time with your family there as well. It is an annual nappy run. So in the years that it's been running, uh, how have you seen it change and grow and also just people's understanding of the rights around children with disabilities? I can see a positive change. Really, people are asking more questions with um, what about the rights of children with disabilities? Why are they not going to school? Why, why, why isn't there access to, to early childhood development? So the, the participants, the public that is, that's paying to, to be part of this Nappy Run event, they want to know by making a difference um, how is it affecting that child with a disability. And that is so important for us for, for the social impact and that the people that are supporting this knows that there is a huge social impact that they can make by, by joining us with this. Definitely. Your goal for this year is to raise uh, money for at least 55,000 uh, nappies yes. uh, to, to supply to the children with disabilities. So uh, the race will start at half past seven. That's when registration opens or is registration before? Uh, um, re- registration half past six and the race started half past seven. Half past seven. So how much is it for people to, to get involved? 100 rand for adults, and that includes your entrance to the zoo. And like I've said, you can stay all day if you would like to. And then for children, above four, it's 60 rand. So those who just don't want to run or walk, they, they'd rather just sit and do nothing. <laughs> but they want to be a part in, in, in making sure that the 50,000 nappies uh, target is reached. Is there another way they can maybe donate money without necessarily uh, yeah. uh, getting into the fun run? Yes, definitely. They can, they, they can visit our website. There is a donation button, what we call Nappy Rants, um, that you can make a, a, a monetary donation that we can all convert into nappies. And we also have a Zapper um, scan code that, that's on the website that makes it easier for people that would like to donate in that way. Um, but that money will, will be converted into purchasing nappies then again. Awesome. So let's start now, uh, listeners, and get the nappies going there. Uh, hopefully it will be even more than 55,000 nappies. So please give us the website, uh, Danny. It's www.nappies.org. Sorry, please say that again. I don't know what happened. You faded. www.nappies.org.
napiran.org.za. Well, all the best and uh, with the, uh, you know, organizing and everything, I'm sure things will go great. But finally, on 3rd December, that's the International Day of Persons with Disabilities. How would you encourage us to observe this uh, 3rd of December? Um, again, my advice would be for the general public to, to support any initiative they can see or know of where it involves persons, not only children with disabilities, and be part of it, make a change. Because we, we are all about promoting inclusion in South Africa and this lovely diverse land that we are all living in. So we must, we, we must make sure that we include persons with disabilities in everything that we do and not exclude them anymore. Thank you so much again for your time, Danny. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, you too. Thanks, Danny Murray, Senior Manager of Programs and Governance at the National Council uh, of and for Persons with uh, Disabilities. So get in touch with them, www.nappyrun.org.za to donate for those uh, 55,000 nappies they're trying to get uh, as a goal for 2019. Uh, but uh, what would be best is to actually be part of the five-kilometer fun. It's only five kilometers, guys. It's a fun run. You can even walk. You can wheel your way through also and stroll if you want. To on the 2nd of November, that's going to be at the Johannesburg Zoo, uh, which is also National Children's Day, starting at 6 30 in the morning. There, uh, let's get news time now. And after news, our big interview today, as we've been uh, telling you on social media, is with Helen Zilla, journalist, politician, former Premier of the Western Cape, and former Democratic Alliance leader. So, that's what to look forward to in the next hour of uh, the show. Over to you, Utsi Lesaku.